All right, guys, big episode of the Nordies podcast. We hot wreck the bear, a spoiler-free Thor Love and Thunder review. Captain America is back, well, at least kind of, and there might be a new Wolverine in the works. Here we go. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric, I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Doing well, man. I'm very good. How are you, Summer Eric? I am great, having a great time, watching a lot of things, doing lots of pod homework, and uh, can't wait to talk about it. But before we dive into this amazing episode of the Nordy's Podcast, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from. Get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. You just crushed that. You're, did you drink a Diet Coke today? No. no. You I are on fire. Chocolate cake, maybe? I would have been up all night. Guys, <laughs> I am having a beer. What are you guys drinking tonight? All right. I'm at War Pigs. I'm drinking. Uh, they released a couple new kinds. This is their Forbidden Magic. It's a strawberry half. Eric, you had one over here at my kid's birthday party. Yeah, that was at good. Max party. Did you like it? Yeah, it was really tasty. Yeah, I'm enjoying it as well. It was like the right nice. level of sweet. And- yeah. Dude, Lazarite kind of doesn't miss. They, they got some pretty solid, or uh, War Pigs, sorry. Yeah, I love Lazarite though, specifically. Yeah, they they make really good beer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I'm not having beer this week. I am having a Captain and Diet, like wow. a 21-year-old yeah. at a bar on a Thursday. That's great. Right, I'm having- Do- Good for you. I'm having the uh, corporate sellout move, Hazy IPA. I had it a few weeks ago. It's um, Cloud Burst and uh, Fair Super Good. Nice work. Yeah. yeah, I like that beer. All right, guys, here we go. First up, uh, Julius Ona is going to be directing Captain America 4. Yeah, with, uh, with Sam as Cap, right? Yep, so with uh, Anthony Mackie playing Captain America now. He's taken over the mantle um chris evans everyone's asking if he's going to be in this mm-hmm. he keeps saying no 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 he's no, not no, in it not. he's done it's it, we should not expect him to be in it like, i they think they have a contract sure with him. getting him in. i don't think they should make it if they can't get him so this is what i think is going to happen i think he won't be captain america in this movie in the present but it's going to be like investigating some past thing some kind of past like problem that captain america dealt with when he went back in time when, when, like no just like in his career as captain america he okay, had but there was two of them like, right yeah yeah so the whole time we captain were watching him there was two captain americas and so like what i think is going to happen is going to be like you're going to see Anthony Mackie is going to be trying to piece together why there is this problem and like what happened in the past with Captain America and person or issue. The Falcon, then, we all know to be world's greatest detective. So yeah. I think this is perfect. And then you're going to be, you're going to be seeing all these flashbacks of he's going to kind of investigate. And then you're going to see like what happened in the past with Chris Evans. That would be great. We need that. I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's going to fly socially. And then he's going to be just, just going to like not let the black man just have his movie or what? Yeah, I think like well, you gave him a show, and now you're now you're bringing the white guy back in. Like, why? You know, <laughs> this is our our first superhero that was didn't have the name Black in front of it. Why you gotta you know take it away from us? What do you I mean? Know. I thought his I, name I just, was Black Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Didn't they call him that in the show? Maybe? No, <laughs> no, definitely not. Oh, I thought that was part of that race uh, themed episode. Anyway, oh God, probably. I I think that that is a way though where you really pass the torch. They're gonna have to do the same kind of thing with Black Panther. You know. They're gonna have yeah, to. But have I thought they, Eric. Sorry to interrupt. I thought they already like passed the torch in the TV show. So I would expect this to pick up right yeah. where you oh, know, yeah. or s- similar to where the TV show left off. And he is like the full embodiment of Captain America, he's fully functioning. But he doesn't have. He didn't take the superhero serum. Okay, so he's he's got his wings and the shield, but he not didn't, yet. He didn't take the powers. So I I don't know. I'm just not that excited. The director there that Marvel chose to hire. Did just remember that Cloverfield Paradox movie that came out like after the Super Bowl for free and it was like this weird marketing thing because the movie was so bad. Yeah. It vaguely. was like going to be in theaters and then they just dropped it onto Netflix with like a big Super Bowl ad and it was and it <laughs> oh, was yeah. you know, I tried yeah, to watch yeah, yeah. it it was so bad. That's this guy and this is his like next movie. And we're like, yeah, great Marvel, good choice like, you know. So basically it's know. a if you want a job you're going to do exactly what we tell you. I mean, I suppose I don't know. So anyways, just kind of like we really wouldn't be excited for this movie if it didn't have, you know, the Captain America behind it the in the MCU, whatever. 
Um, I just don't know if we sh- if I'm that excited. I and then think ultimately, it would be cool if they do it right. And like my point wasn't that this wouldn't be a movie for Anthony Mackie as Captain America. I just mean like I think it could be a movie where Anthony Mackie is literally the only hero. There aren't the port cast members. There mm-hmm. aren't these cameos and stuff like there are in every other movie. He's kind of on this whole kind of detective mission trying to figure out the past. But you get Chris Evans in the movie because you just get some fun flashbacks. You get Captain America doing some kind of weird, like, mission. And you just kind of get these flashbacks where he kind of sees a a video that he finds of Captain America fighting someone and he can't understand it. And And you get to watch it, yeah. Yeah, and you're kind of, like, seeing those cool flashbacks and then he's the one who has to deal with all these issues. I think that's a way not just to pass the torch as a character but kind of to pass the torch better to the fan. We're obviously mm-hmm. feeling exactly the same way that we're. Like, okay. this is just... This I is don't hate that. You know, and we don't know shit until we see some type of trailer, so... I think Captain America is a really critical character, and so far he's the only character that they are trying to um, continue with, right? Like, with a new mm-hmm. person in that role. Right. And so I think that they want to prove we don't need to reset this in five years guys keep going and so i think that they kind of have to hit this one they did a tv show and they know that this is a ballsy move and i think that they're gonna get it mostly right okay i hope so i hope it's better than the tv show uh small teaser for our rewatch later that supposedly bookended phase four of marvel's plan Mm -hmm. what where where does this next captain america film fit into the overall plan if there is one do you guys know oh i think it'd be like present day like a lot of the stuff we're seeing right now is no but i mean like what are they what is this building oh, to no no right. idea no fucking idea yeah i think everything watched another one buddy and I, I promise you no spoilers for thor they're not planting the seeds for some you know m- m- multiverse level threat that all the avengers are going to have to deal with sure okay i think that they're like i think that they are starting over more than we think they are and the starting over is retelling individual stories a bunch and building up your care in these characters and some of those characters are getting now extended runs like thor is so popular that that they're going to keep making thor movies while they're doing this but they're going to build up black panther they're going to build up doctor strange they're going to build up you know spider-man they're going to build up whoever, and they're going to start adding more characters. And then that's when you're going to get your threat like you did like a few years in last time. And so I'm going to guess that it will go hand in hand with like the Fantastic Four X-Men stuff that they finally started to sprinkle in. The Mephisto eventually. Let's go. (laughs) I think that that what they should do now is that Mephisto should should have a surprise um like attack in one of these movies and then is like easily defeated <laughs> and then that's and it. just like killed like yeah just bury it just well, bury it just so nobody's right away. Yeah. Yeah. like he shows up in like the next movie and wanda just kills him instantly yeah and he was on screen for like 45 seconds like but you do like it. but here's who you cast like seth rogan <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, guys, whoa. Bam, he's done. He's like, his head blows up. Mephisto is Michael Sarah. Yeah, oh, perfect. even better. Even fucking better. All right, guys, keeping it with uh, Marvel. Daredevil and Kingpin's original actors are going to be in the Marvel's Marvel Echo series. So I don't know what Echo is. You don't remember Echo? Okay, so Echo was the... She's like a Native American deaf superhero... I don't think she had any superpowers, but she was really tough. She, you remember on the her? show, yeah, right? She was on Hawkeye, Hawkeye right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, she couldn't She was talk. like, I think she's she like, like deaf and mute. Somebody's daughter, isn't Is she Kingpin's daughter? Oh, yeah, I remember there, her. There was, yeah, there was some familial connection. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. She, he killed, I don't know what the fuck was going on. She killed his dad, or he killed her dad for sure. Anyways, yeah. and she was like second in command, like right underneath whoever whoever it was. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I thought he died at the end of that, but I guess that's a mislead. And yeah, they're gonna kind of honestly, I have as much hope for this show as I did for season three of Daredevil that I didn't watch. So, don't really care about this. I don't care about uh, Daredevil whatsoever no. anymore. <laughs> no. Um, and I really hated the Kingpin character. Like, I, they were like, he's the same guy as the original, and I was like, that was a WB show. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't like, the original Kingpin? Oh no, that was that was Bullseye. It's that still Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, that was that was funny. Oh, this dude was on like a. I'm sorry, was it called CW then? Was that was it called CW? Yeah, this is on. That well, was no, the, but the, well, it was on Netflix. No, yeah, it was. These were on Netflix first. Yeah, but you're thinking of like, Flash. Yeah, brutal. All right, uh, keeping it in the MCU, or at least hopefully in the MCU. Taron Egerton has been meeting with Marvel 
in hopes of becoming the new Wolverine. He's he's young, but yeah, if they go kind of young, he looks cool. Like, if he gets really ripped, because he's also kind of shorter. Like, he, Wolverine's supposed to be, like, this short, fucking, super ripped, like, beast that he's fast and small and would get up in there and stab the fuck out of everybody. So he's 32 they, they cast Hugh Jackman, who's, like, 6'2 or 6'3 in real life. So then he just turned into, like, they just made the movies with, like, a giant, huge, hulking, tall Wolverine. Yeah, so. he's 5'9", it says, and 32 years old, so... Okay. It would be kind of a good age to grow into a 10-year role of... Yeah, exactly, right? And, dude, he can... They can be like, hey, I'm I'm 60 years old and still have a 32-year-old because he doesn't age the same way. So I think it's fine. Yeah. He doesn't have to look a certain age. I think it's yeah, great I, casting. I kind of like it. I think it's fun. Like, Can he grow also, a beard? I don't know, yeah. though. He's got kind of I, a baby face. Here and he's got what, what does that matter? Oh, dude... I'll, I, I can spot a fake, fake beard from a mile of fucking way in a movie. I'm hearing Eminem. Yeah, but Eminem, fake beard. You couldn't tell. Okay, I see stubble. We got some. We got some stubble here. So he I really only you needs a tell. chin, anyways. He doesn't need a mustache. He only needs like the chin and neck beard and big yeah. chops. You couldn't tell that know. Henry Cavill had his mustache airbrushed out, so they could do. <laughs> yeah. oh, they could do just could. about anything these days. You could. I like this idea. I do. I like it yeah. almost as much as I like um, Richard Zendaya Madden. Zendaya for Fox. Storm. Oh, Zendaya for Storm. Already in That's... the MCU. Oh fuck! All right. Dang it! Dang it! Zoe Saldana. Oh fuck! She's already in there. Damn it! All right, we'll find somebody. All right, Maybe this uh, chick from the bear could do it. She's great. Spoiler alert oh, for later. Yeah, I do like her. All right, uh, next up, Stranger Things. We're all into Stranger Things. It was a cultural event so far of the summer and um, changing the lives of musicians around the world. Everyone wants their music in it. Metallica has do- dove headfirst into it. They're all wearing Hellfire Club t-shirts to their concerts now. Oh, God, that's awesome. Making videos with them playing Master of Puppets and with Eddie playing Master of Puppets. You he have played that himself. Things. The actor that yeah. plays Eddie did that. So, uh, Ryan, you're, I know you're not quite there yet, so no spoilers here, but there's a moment later with Eddie and Metallica, okay? Yeah, Running Up the Hill is the I have heard. in the world. Yeah. You have all these people. Everyone wants to be part of it. Well, Stranger Things Season 5, they've already announced it's going to be shorter than 4. We kind of know where we're headed without any spoilers. You've watched it. You kind of understand where they're headed for Season 5. Um, but they will, again, have the feature-length final episode with probably a two-episode drop later um, after the initial few episodes drop. So, okay. I don't well, know. episodes, so maybe like three and then two? Yeah, I'd guess three or four and then two. They break it up into more digestible episode lengths of like 40 minutes. That'd be nicer, piece, yeah. You know, something a little bit more palatable than an hour 20 per. Yeah. It's just hard to know when to quit because I can't. I can't put that kind of time aside. And then you don't know if that's is that a good is this a good stopping point? Should right. I turn off here? Like is something about to happen? You yeah, know, usually it is. It is crazy, but I, I am excited. Obviously, Stranger Things final season. I mean, the Duffer Brothers. I don't know. Did we announce this last week? The Duffer Brothers doing the the nine figure deal. I, th- I don't know if we actually had. I knew that they were planning a spinoff, which we assumed would be on Netflix. So, but. If they're getting locked down, that's that's probably good news. They're getting locked down for like well over a hundred million, it sounds like, and multiple shows. So that's good to see. Good to see Netflix is like really tightening the belt, you know, <laughs> on on content here. I do feel like they keep locking up these like people, and then we don't really get much great stuff out of it. You know, I don't know. Like they locked up the Alex Garland, remember? And we haven't gotten anything from that. And then they paid, um, you know, the the Russo brothers, and we've kind of gotten some average stuff from them. Um, Extraction one was fine. We're getting two eventually, and then the Gray Man's coming out here shortly because I've oh, I've seen just the, the Gray Man better fucking be good because they are actually advertising it. So, yeah, we'll see. Anyways, uh, yeah. That's All right. News, well, though. next up, talking about, um, I think good news as a true lover of Twitter. Supposedly, Elon Musk has dropped back out of his Twitter deal to buy the company. Yeah. And you were on this from day one saying he didn't actually want to buy it. Uh, yeah. Kind of feels like this was just a, a way to move or hide or manipulate money, probably. I would say it's probably a way to distract and keep himself in the headlines for other reasons. Have like a, it was like an Elon, everybody knows that everybody eats up an Elon story, right? I mean, he just like, it was revealed he had twins with an exec of his so like that makes news so he knew every article would would make waves and he knew what was coming was the article about like him trying to sexually harass and coerce you know the hostess on the airline the massage like you know all that shit right that came out i think he was just trying to 
create news in general. And then he got into this fucking agreement. And now we knew it wasn't going to happen, dude. He just wanted attention and to distract. Well, and I think Eric's point, too, they they found out that uh, or some like financial companies found out he had some expiring Tesla stock as well. And so selling these shares would have raised the eyebrows of many of the regulators. But he had a good reason to sell the shares because he was saying, I'm going to buy Twitter and I need this money. You know, as like a, you know, cash or whatever um, to put up front. And then now that he's backing out of the deal, he got like eight and a half billion or something like that from the Tesla share sale. He'll pay a billion to Twitter to back out of it or whatever. And then he makes seven and a half billion dollars and does it in in addition to, I think what you're saying too, like the distraction, Mm -hmm. you know, he's all of a sudden turned right wing and is like, yo, they're coming for me and the cancel culture and all that bullshit. Um, So I think, I think it was a, you know, a three pronged, Mm -hmm. you know, effect that all worked and nobody, nobody gives a shit except the only guy that hates him now is Trump because he doesn't get his toy back. Yeah. Yeah, it is funny. I actually, Eric, your brother Adam was the first one to sort of like reply to a story that I'd posted and I'm like, dude, he doesn't want to get it for these reasons or whatever. And then I started to just read everything in that light and there was no going back. And here we are, fucking called it. Such a joke. Anyways, yeah. So I'm actually I'm glad, man. Me too. I love Twitter. Yeah. I don't, and I still just didn't want that to all happen. Twitter is I just don't like want Trump God. back on Twitter, honestly. That he's every tweet is like a whole news thing that everybody has I I don't want to read his tweets, but like they're being presented to me as news articles. Um, I think that not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. It's been wonderful. I think that that Twitter is just like it's like um, very toxic in many ways, but it's just like less incelly than than uh, what's it called? Uh, Reddit, 4chan, Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> Reddit's everything. Depends on the threads. Yeah. I think it depends on the communities you go to. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Kai Patterson, who is a, I must be some kind of Star Wars fan, is yeah. doing a fan edit of Kenobi that's down to two and a half hours instead of it's like whatever, six hours or Yeah, it was like hours. six and a half cut down to two and a half from the show. It's and we know there was filler. We know there was stuff that it didn't, that didn't need to be in there. So I would consider watching this again and seeing if I enjoy it more when it comes out. I'm like, I'm like planning on it now. Yeah. Cause I thought that's a scene that you feel like they need to cut for sure. Like what should not the first two episodes, Um, (laughs) all, all the scenes with Leia. (laughs) Just what if he magically figures out a way to edit the show, still have it make sense. No mention of Leia. That would be incredible. I don't think. Yeah. If they were just like, if they were like, Obi-Wan, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just on a mission. And then (laughs) I'm on a mission. motherfucker. And that was it. Like he was just on a mission and we don't even know why. And it didn't have to make sense because he's just the line is like, I'm on a mission to save Leia. And they just like, I'm on a mission. (laughs) Next. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I need. I don't need the whole Leia story. I I think that like, um, Taika said it best. We said this a few weeks ago when he said every time in star Wars, the answer doesn't need to be like one of the characters you already know, or like it was Chewbacca's grandma or whatever he said. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think that that's my biggest problem is just like every freaking time. It's just like Luke and Leia, you know, and everything. Yeah, it's the same. It's it's recycling the name, you know, whether or not the character is played by an old person or a young person. It's the the cyclical nature of like, oh, well, we have to make sure in an Obi-Wan story that there is at least a Leia. We got a little bit of Luke. We got Uncle Owen. We got Aunt Beru. And and Vader and all these names and so like they're just like churning the nostalgia washing machine whether or not it's good it doesn't really matter yeah I got a quick story that's related to what you were saying with Taika Eric so Natalie Portman like yesterday was getting interviewed and she's like yeah so Taika came up to me he's like Natalie I love working with you would you want to be in my Star Wars show movies I'm doing have you ever wanted to be in a Star Wars movie. (laughs) She's like, Taika, I was in three Star Wars movies. And he's like, oh, shit. He, like, forgot. He, like, doesn't give a fuck about Star Wars. That's why I'm excited for his Star Wars. He, like, Me forgot too. that Natalie Portman was even in them. Like, I will just say, uh, we'll get Cocaine will do that. We'll yeah, that. that could be part of it. All right, so finally, guys, there's a show coming out that we're all pretty excited about. It's Nathan Fielder's The Rehearsal. It's on HBO. It's like Nathan for you on steroids with HBO backing. Huge budget. Yeah. But still, I think he's working with real people, which is good. Yeah, it looks like he's working with real people. 
and he's trying to find problems in their life. Like before on Nathan for you, he's trying to find business problems, and then he's trying to you know come up right. with hilarious, terrible reasons. So it'd be like, oh, you you know you got to sell more gas at this gas station. We're gonna like tell everybody that it's one cent. But then when you get here, it's like one cent with rebate that you have to get. And the only way to get the rebate card is on the top of a mountain nearby. Yeah. Or like like he had one where if you could get you – it was a TV store or whatever. And you could get the TV for a dollar. But you had to go through a tiny little door. And then when you yeah. got through the door, there was an alligator waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> and like then the door was too small to get the TV out of or something. Yeah. <laughs> So funny it's like just asinine stuff so this is going to be people with problems and then he's going to like set up like a fake world for them to rehearse how they're going to deal with this problem i'm assuming they're going to confront like, somebody in their life or get asked for a raise or whatever they're going to yeah. do and then the, he builds like a whole like set and it has characters playing all of the people that are going to be part of this and then they have to like come up with a plan <laughs> and rehearse how they're going to do it it's going to be so funny and so uncomfortable. Oh, un- that makes me so itchy. I can't even, I can't even, like that take, that's like Michael Scott would have those moments on The Office every third or fourth, you know, once every three or four episodes where you're like, oh my God, that was uncomfortable. You just want to yeah. crawl an into entire a hole sh- for him. If, yeah. If it's an entire show of uncomfortability, I can't watch it. It's going to be funny as fuck, too. But yes, it's mixed. It's There's both. There's moments where he's absolutely just, like, trying to be awkward, and, like, he never breaks. He never breaks. That's what I was going to say. The thing that's so funny is how he never, ever, ever, ever breaks. He'll say the most ridiculous thing. He'll get the most insanely funny answer that he could only dream of someone giving him. Yeah, yeah. And then he will look at them with the straightest face every single time (laughs) and come back with the driest thing. And you're like, how is he not laughing? Yeah. Ryan, if you're going to watch one episode, you should watch Dumb Starbucks. It's like the most famous one. I've heard that. It actually yeah, I mean, made that, national news. Yeah, yeah you've, you've talked about I that. I heard before. about that happening yeah. before I knew what the show was, actually. Yeah. So I think that's a that's one you need you need to watch at least. So all right, we'll move on to hot Rex and not Rex. Guys, first up, I'm giving you a super, super, super hot wreck. It's Hulu's The Bear. This show is absolutely cooking, pun intended. It's what you think it's about, a gay, big gay man, Harry Strong. <laughs> <laughs> he hits various nightclubs. <laughs> it's a, it's a, actually about a guy who is, like, um, in, in some point in the past, he's put up as, like, the best new chef in the world by Food & Wine magazine. And yeah. he works at Noma, and he's, like, this massive up-and-coming chef prodigy. And then his brother... Wait, wait, wait. He works at Noma? Like yeah. the restaurant in Copenhagen? And it's yeah, it's called Noma. I don't know. But this yeah. was in L.A., wasn't it? No, I think it's in New York. I don't oh, know. Okay. Uh, okay. He's working at what he said was the best restaurant in the world. He's working at, like, the best restaurant. He's the best up-and-coming chef. And his brother dies. And then he, for whatever reason, goes back and decides he's going to run his brother's restaurant, which is like a crap. leaves it to him specifically when yeah, he could have left it to yeah. people. And it's a Chicago beef restaurant, Chicago, in kind of a rough neighborhood. And he's like the best chef in the world. And he's working at this crappy restaurant. And it's so stressful. The thing that's magical about the show is the long take. And again, it's like kind of like 1917 where you know it's not all one take. And they use cameras to make it look that they'll, way. They'll, they'll like swing the camera across someone's back, and the screen yeah. is fully white there for just one frame, and then they move on. Yeah, shit yeah, like that. So it's 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 so cool though because what it feels like is you're watching these long set pieces where everything would have to go perfect for them to film, and so it feels it's really like pretty cool. cool choreography and camera work. I'll it's say, especially yeah. in a especially in a tight space. It is in a tight space like yeah. that. They're I like think, literally I think like very from the top. They'd all be like it looked like they're core dancing with the camera person probably pretty cool I that's, thought that's show... actually kind of how kitchens that's kind of how kitchens work yeah like the really good ones is is it is like a coordinated chaotic dance mm-hmm. um amongst the stations that people are at i think that this show was such a surprise such a pleasant surprise i had heard from a few podcasts and a few people on social media talking about how it was a really good show um but i was blown away i kind of thought i was going to think it was really boring Mm-hmm. And I found myself just diving deeper and deeper into it. I watched the whole week and cared so much about all of the characters. And I think, like, the more I watch shows and the more I talk about TV, the more I realize that that is, like, the most important thing. That I care about the characters and what happens to them. 
And like the best thing I could say about why Game of Thrones was so wonderful was because I cared about the characters, even the villain. I cared when Tywin bit the dust, I was like hurt. I was like, how are we going to continue on without Tywin? You know, when my favorite characters would die, I would be just absolutely upset for like a week. And I'm not saying it's that level with the eight episode um, bear season, but I do think that it is like just such a good way to dive headfirst into all these characters to watch their um, progress as people and to watch like them come together kind of as a, and to believe in what they're doing. It was just magical. You know what so it I is? thought it was so freaking good. It's like a little edgier version of um, the foot of Ted Lasso with lots of swear, yeah. lots of f words, and instead of playing football, they're trying to like coordinate a kitchen. Yes. Um, I've only so this is an example where you caught me lacking a little bit because I I watched this show when it first, the day it came out probably nobody had heard of it nobody'd watched it i didn't know anything about it i hadn't read anything and i only watched half an episode and i was like dude they're all just yelling at each other nah i should have stuck with it done the jc3 cuz now i've watched 3 because you told me it was great yeah. it, it it's fucking great it's very very good it just keeps getting well, better i think they crushed the show and give a little credit to uh jeremy allen white um plays your guy eric uh carmy oh. Yeah. yeah, he's really good. Um, he's so and he good. was he was uh, pretty good in uh, Shameless as Lip. Oh yeah, uh, Philip. So that's probably where most people know him from. Um, I think he's a really great actor. Uh, at least from a TV standpoint, he does a really good job. I think he's going to be the, nominated for a lot of stuff. For the- yeah, and some of the side characters. I've never even heard of them. Um, the cousin or whatever reminds me of like a. You've a Walter, seen him in stuff, uh, brother. Yeah. Before I don't he know can, what either, know. but we both have like the the older cousin, and then the the young black girl sous chef. Yeah, is mm-hmm. so good. She's such a good actress. Never seen her in anything before, and I think Great. she's going to be a big star now. Yeah, I, I think that a bunch of people will be nominated. Show. I just think it was. It's going to be like a cult classic for the year. I think it's one of the best shows of the year. So hot, hot, hot wreck. I don't say that too often on here. Usually when I'm hot wrecking stuff, it's like really popular television that everybody's watching. And besides Severance, this is like the only other one that I'm with you guys on, or I'm I'm here banging the drum for this show this year of like must watch thing. So I really think the bear on Hulu and FX must watch show. Can I give you guys one little uh, restaurant anecdote from my days slinging pies? Um, Absolutely. We had, so you know how they say like corner, you know, when they're coming around a kind of a blind, you know, intersection or whatever, just to let other people know that's a real thing. Yeah. We had a restaurant that I worked at in Phoenix where the kitchen was closed and you had to they had like a mirror up in the corner so that people coming out with food, you could make sure that you miss them and you yell corner. Well, I remember one day after four straight days of like double shifts, I was at the grocery store on like a Tuesday afternoon and I turned my cart to go down another aisle and I said corner <laughs> out, out loud. loud. <laughs> yeah. And like, luckily nobody was there. And nobody heard me, but I was like, oh my God, I've been working at the restaurant too long at this point <laughs> behind chef yeah all i Bye. know is that um this show it like the only thing i think is funny about it is that my brother kind of ruins it for me every time we talk about it he watched the whole thing he loved it he watched the whole thing in like two days and he loved it but he did say to me the only thing that takes me out of this show is that this guy is supposed to be one of the best chefs on all of earth and he's working at like a not that busy chicago beef place and he's like they'll be like two beef sandwiches two chickens fuck fuck we gotta make the fucking sandwiches and he's like (laughs) they're acting like they can't run a kitchen when there's like three things that need to be made when this dude was working at like yeah the best places on earth and so i do think that that's kind of funny but But they call that out too they like address that because he's working with these like strong personalities that were doing it the old way and i mean i i hear you but there's yeah, a lot no, going it's on. Just, it's just yeah. quite like that. Two beef sandwiches, that's like one ticket. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're all in the weeds over one ticket. Like, nobody knows what <laughs> they to do. They live in the weeds, trust me, in the show. Yeah. So, I think everyone should check it out. Hopefully, you guys uh, cruise through it this week. It's an uh, easy, easy, easy watch. They're all, like, 25-minute episodes. Um, all right, next up, Only Murders. Um, I'm through three, ap- three episodes of it. Ryan, are you watching it at all? Not yet. I'm still trying to catch up on Stranger Things. I'm behind on that. No, that's priority. Do that. Yeah. Jim, you're still watching Only Murders? Oh, I'm watching it, baby. I'm not going to leave these these characters behind. They they make me smile five times an episode. That's what I get out of the show, and that's why I like it. <laughs> All right. So uh, what, what do you what do you think? The bear is already. I mean, the bear isn't 
isn't necessarily better. It's just very different. But if you had to pick a one show to continue on Hulu, like one of them's getting canceled. Eric, which one do you cancel already? Oh, only murder sure. Okay, so that's gone. Um, I, mean, I don't even know what they'll I, do I, with I, another season of that, to be honest. So I, I'd probably pick that too. Yeah, but it's good. I, I like, I like it. I like it. It just is. It's so silly, and it's so. Um, it's just like it's very like whimsical. Oceans. It feels like this is like a, season one was Ocean's Eleven, and this is Ocean's Twelve. Oh no, I don't yeah, think it's that bad. I just, I mean, it's just like they added more stars, and they just are trying to recreate the same. And they're magic. making it like almost meta. Yeah. And like it's it's yeah. it's still good, but it's just like you're like, oh man, I wish they could just do season one again, you know? Yeah. Like that's kind of my well, it, and it's hard to like that. The first season was so like charming, yeah. Mm-hmm. In a way, it was this quaint, you know. Eric, you you always made the point of everyone wants to be. Oh, what was your murder mystery show? I forget. Uh, what did you? What murder? was it? The it was like four seasons long. The the murder mystery show that everyone was trying to be like. Uh, oh, True Detective. No search party. No, no, no. Oh, search party. Yeah, that shit was bomb. And, and this was that like ended this was like a all, but... this was like trying to be like a funnier, quainter version of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's possible to get back to that level of everyone likes this show because it's a lot lighter than Search Party. Yeah, it's not as heavy, mm-hmm. easier to digest, kind of silly. Who's Tim Kono? You know what happened to yeah. Tim Kono? Yeah, and like you can't you can't just like recycle that plot line. So like coming up with a season two because they had to because it was so popular. Yeah. I get. Yeah. But is it going to capture the magic of, of the first season? Probably not. It's the same. Honestly, it's funny. They make all these parallels. They talk about the, the show, which is the podcast. But they're also talking about the show, which is the show, Only Murders in the Building, the show. So they're like, how are we going to make a second yeah. season? Oh, I don't know. Like, what if they don't die? Nobody, you know, they're like, it's just so meta at this point already. The, yeah, the writers are commenting on what on they the went show through. And the and writers like, what would a writer yeah. write about if they were to write a second season? And the funny thing is, too, is that this show is like Serial. It blew up in popularity like Serial did. And guess what's happened with second season of Serial? Fucking sucked. <laughs> and now nobody oh, really? watches it anymore. It was terrible. It was really bad. So yeah. it's just, it's all working out to plan, maybe. All right, uh, Jim, you watched Last Night in Soho. Yeah, so like, okay, so Edgar Wright, um, you know, he's a creative filmmaker and writer. He's done whatever, a few things. He did like that. Um, Baby Driver. Sarah. Yeah, he did Baby Driver most recently. Um, I like his stuff and I wanted to watch this movie. Um, it seems kind of, it seemed kind of creepy and cool in the, the ads, but it's on HBO. So you can go watch it kind of long. Uh, definitely about like, you know, the sixties and fashion, uh, maybe not. I don't know who this movie was for. I, in the end, I don't really think it was for me. It had some twists that I think may be a little predictable. You probably have to get halfway through the movie, which is about an hour and 15 minutes, just to sort Jeez. of get it picked up. Um, I can't recommend it. And I was excited, so I was kind of bummed. Like, this was one that I was like, I can't wait till this is free. I want to watch it. I watched it right away. And yeah, kind of kind of disappointed. So I don't know, man. I don't think I can recommend this one, unfortunately. All right. It sounds too long. And was it the cast seemed pretty good for that. I thought. Yeah, it's like, like Anya it Taylor-Joy some... and then, you know, Matt Smith, who's kind of like this bad guy in the 60s and not like a huge cast you'd know, but I don't know. It was well done. There was like, okay, so there's like this thing that happens in it. The kind of uh, mechanism of it is like this new girl, this girl in modern times in London is like having flashbacks and like living the life of like oh, a chick from yeah. the 60s yeah. who gets murdered and like they do amazingly cool let's talk about like camera work and, and like choreography they have like one of them sort of they're swapping places in these scenes and it's all like one shot and it's just with choreo like spinning the camera a little bit and then the girl moves they switch places and then the scene keeps picking up it's all really cool but that all happens like the first hour and it doesn't get better from there so yeah man some cool ideas but ultimately it's a skip all right um guys we watched thor love and thunder at least jim mm. and i did already we went and saw it and we're gonna spoiler free tell you guys about it very okay? spoiler free absolutely spoiler free we're not gonna talk about it i mean from anything that you, I guess, anything that you wouldn't know from just like paying attention to your television. Yeah. So you do know Jane Foster returns as as the ultimate Thor, or whatever they called her, the Mighty Thor. Yeah, the Mighty Thor. Um, you know that that's everywhere on television. Um, you know that Christian Bale is going to play Lord Voldemort. I mean, or the God Butcher. <laughs> Correct. And you know that um, I don't know. It's going to be silly, Taika fun. Yeah. And so big rock sequences. Say, yeah. I would say that um, this movie was 
a ton of fun. Like, I laughed out loud so many times while I was watching. Like, I was cracked up about the dumbest things and the funniest things, the inappropriate jokes, the jokes for kids. Everything just hit when it came to the humor in this for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that it was everything that you love about Thor as a character. Kind of an idiot, but he's also, like, such a cool hero and, you know, so handsome and, like... Just all of the things about about Thor that you like and just his charm is just so perfect. Um, And I I thought that Gore, um, the God Butcher or whatever his name was, was pretty cool. Like a pretty cool character, like a pretty believable villain um, who had like some fun reasons why he was as evil as he was. And so I thought a lot of the stuff really worked in this movie. Um, I just thought that like a lot of the Marvel movies, like... I don't really know why they're making it or where it's going or what the story's trying to do. Like they, they just feel a little bit like they're lost in the in the wilderness of like where their their next big stuff is gonna be. Yeah. And I'm sure they've got a lot of plans, but like I feel like we could really see them before. And now I, I don't really know where they're going and it feels kind of everything feels a little one off suddenly. Yeah. You know, to be fair though, when I was watching the early Marvel movies and Somehow, I didn't even realize that they were all sort of pulling power from these, like, different colored objects. Like, I didn't even really get it, and I was really enjoying the movies for what they were separately, right? I mean, these are classic movies that'll go down as probably the best Marvel movies ever, you know, unfortunately. Uh, Like, I didn't really realize what they were building towards, and looking back, it was brilliant. I I don't even know if that's happening now, but it doesn't really bother me that I can't see it. Like, I'm still trying to enjoy the movies all separate, and I did enjoy this. I did too. I thought it was a lot. It looked great. Like I liked the brighter, like more cartoony costumes they gave him, and um, you know the new characters were fun. I I don't really have a lot of bad to say besides like it felt very low stakes because it was so bubbly and silly. Yeah. Like even if somebody like important died, you're just sort of like, well, they're probably gonna make a joke in like two seconds. So just like I'm not that sad about it or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It just all felt very low stakes because it's just goofy. I, I guess. Well, what did you think? What did you think it was better? The first Taika Thor oh, or Ragnarok is better. Ragnarok was for sure better. Yeah, but Ragnarok's sure like a better. perfect movie. I mean, I don't know. I hold Ragnarok that. Ragnarok is like an all timer, and this was like a good Marvel movie. Yep. Yeah, this is above average. I actually I, maybe I like it. Multiverse of Madness a little bit more. I did too. I thought Multiverse of Madness, <laughs> but I really better. I like that Whoa, a lot more than I thought wow. too. I I like that more than I thought I was going to. So well, you, you're missing Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, really. Yeah, was, yeah. but there I, I was some laugh out loud moments too. But it wasn't quite as funny. Um, the action scenes maybe weren't quite as awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would say this. This is what I'm willing to spoil that I don't think anyone would will mind. My 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 spoilers that I think people will be cool with. Oh, wow. um, they, no, <laughs> we'll, no, 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 no. We'll test them out. I, I yeah, we'll just test them because you can just unhear it if you thought it was spoilery. I felt like the best part about this movie was that I'm a little tired of the multiverse. <laughs> and we got a break from that. Really, and it didn't really deal with the multiverse. And yeah, I kind of that's I kind of appreciated that. And I also liked the animal cameos. And that's as spoilery as I'm willing to go. Okay. Was that too much? No, that was good, man. That was good. Okay. Um, Those were two things that I appreciated. It was appreciate. a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was kind of inappropriate in all the right ways. I don't know. Your kids were there and they were fine. But They it was both like, loved it. It was enough inappropriate that it was funny for adults. And nobody bad. asked me at the end. And I was on the way home. I was like waiting for one of my kids to be like, Dad, what's an orgy? And uh, they didn't, <laughs> didn't ask that. They just must have flown right over their heads and they kept enjoying the movie. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, well, don't worry, boys. Uh, we'll throw on this television show on Amazon Prime called The Boys. Yeah. We'll watch this episode <laughs> yeah. called Hero Gasm. And you I'll give you a good sense of what that is. Oh, so um, overall, I liked it. I would probably give it like an 85. Okay. I was going to say an 82 for me, which I think is enjoyable. Um, 85 because yeah, it was so damn funny. But yeah, it was a good movie, but not a great movie. Yeah. All yeah. right. So it makes me think, though, guys. Ryan, any, any spoiler-free? Wait, should we let Ryan ask any spoiler-free questions he may have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Because sometimes we have those and sometimes we don't. Well, I think, that, I think my... Which one was better? Yeah, was one of them. Um, are the same characters from the original Thor back, like his buddies from like the the arena or whatever? Yeah, Crag and um, Korg. Korg. Korg yeah. and the the yeah yeah pretty much yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Same kind of stuff. And you get, I mean, you get uh, Valkyrie, who's fantastic. She's yeah. really good. Tessa's great in everything. Great. Tessa Thompson is in everything. Yeah, she She's is great. in She's everything, and she makes everything better. So. Yeah. All right, uh, guys. So we've been messaging around this week about what shows of the year are at the mid-season point. Okay. Right. Because I feel like every year we get to the end of the year, and then I forgot what we talked about and what I watched and stuff. So I've been. We still will. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been keeping like a running list of my top shows, <laughs> and I've even added one that I haven't watched yet because I feel like just being on the pod and knowing I'm about to watch something, I'm, I'm pre-putting something into my list. Okay, wow. so that might be a little bit of a uh, of a cheat, cheater move, but that's okay. So so far on the year, I have coming in at number ten as only murders in the building. Okay, coming in at number nine. Uh, number nine, I have Moon Knight. Okay. It was just okay. Maybe slightly better than Only Murders. All right. Coming in at number eight, I have Kenobi. I think Moon Knight maybe was... No, I, you're right. Kenobi was a little better. <laughs> number seven, I have Ozark, which I know you didn't really like, but I thought I think a lot of people did enjoy it. I can't, I can't get through it. It's so boring. Anyways. Uh, number six, I had um, Peacemaker really oh, yeah. early in the year, which was a solid ton. Solid. It belongs um, in the top ten. Uh, coming in at number five, a show very similar to Peacemaker, but probably a little bit better, The Boys. Sure. Um, coming in at number four, a uh, show I haven't watched this season of yet, but I'm looking forward to it. You guys have raved about it. That is Barry. Oh, yeah. so that's the one that you added without having watched it yet because yep. you trust yep. us? Okay, okay. There's the backstory. Yep. Makes sense. Um, I think that's a good spot for it, though. Coming in at number three, uh, two and three are just absolutely neck and neck with me. Number three, I have Stranger Things right now. Really? Um, yeah. I thought Stranger Things was like, um, was so big of a cultural moment, but there the episodes were a little up and down at times. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It is exactly what you're paying for, and it is a ton of energy. There's like a couple I, scenes, like Mike and Will talking, you know, and you're just like, yeah, they got to do this, don't they? They have to have this in here. Will spent the whole season just making me. <laughs> She's been she's been lying to you this whole time. Yeah. Oh, it's just like that's uh, all he did was make on. memes on this season. It was crazy. Yeah. Number two, I had the bear, and number one, I had the best show of the year, and I don't feel like it's close as Severance. Ooh. I thought Severance was a master. I thought it was a master. Severance hit Severance hit all the notes of like oh. really good acting, really creative uh, storyline. You didn't know what was going to happen. Visually stunning. And yeah. uh, not something we've ever seen before. Yeah. It hit all those notes. Truly, totally really special. Um, I would have to put, you know, I think Severance is good at the top. I'm happy with that. I put Stranger Things yeah. at a very solid number two. I mean, I was just like blown away by some of the sequences, how much I cared about some of these characters. Max in general, everything she did was perfect. Um, that belongs at number two. And then I put um, I put Barry at number three, which is just, it's great, but there's less of it. You know, it's it's a half hour show with eight episodes or whatever. Um, not as much to love, but it's 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 a fucking perfect show. I mean, there's nothing you can say that's wrong with it. It's perfect. And the boys is on there. I agree with almost the whole list, right? I don't think there's something I watched um, that I believe belongs in that top ten um, that you didn't mention. I would put I would put Station Eleven oh, yeah. in there I'd only because there. I, I think I I enjoyed it. A you little know where Station more Eleven like though for me does go. No, I mean, it's probably better than, like, Moon Knight, you know? So yeah. whatever. It's in the mix. So yeah, I did look great. up an article here, and I'm not saying this site is great. I don't even know this site. Pajiba. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Eric'sFavoriteList.com. Yeah. So they have their list of their 10 shows of the year so far. I just wanted to compare. Um, it was the first one that popped up, okay? Mm-hmm. I would have picked the site, a different one. They had Pachinko at 10. They had Heartstopper at 9. They had Under the Banner of Heaven at 8. Our Flag Means Death at 7. Better Call Saul at 6. Umbrella Academy at 5. Abbott Elementary at 4. This is going to hurt at 3. The Bear at 2. And Severance at 1. So they caught me at the end. Yeah, they got you at the end. Um, I've tried to watch a couple of those shows on the list, and some of them I've heard about. Um, But yeah, Pachinko. Apple TV, like, historical drama about three generations of immigrants moving you know i'm just like i'm out before i even watch it oh yeah you definitely don't like historical like period pieces like that i also think maybe there is another reason you didn't like the bear initially as well because it's got that quick dialogue where everybody's where, like, fucking talking no... at the same time well like there's no time in between responses yep. right it's just very and you don't like you don't is that like aaron sorkin yeah like, does i, that I kind do of stuff? that like, does bother your... me like my parents used to watch west wing and they're all like saying the smartest shit ever like with zero they're like the quippiest smartest people i'm like this doesn't feel like a real life to me this I, you know yeah 
I get that I'm from Andover, Minnesota, and maybe we ain't quite as smart as the people in TC, but this feels fake as fuck. All right, guys. So time to move on to our final segment of the day. That is, with great power comes great rewatchability. Our Spider-Man rewatch. This week, we rewatched Spider-Man Far From Home. Second of the Tom Holland Spider-Mans. And That's this right. one took place all across Europe. The friendly neighborhood Spider-Man went to Europe. Now... I think that this movie was hilarious. I think that Tom Holland is yet again completely masterful in his playing of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And I thought that the struggle of him dealing with the pressure of being Spider-Man as a kid and falling in love and wanting to do some things kids do... Usually that storyline annoys me, and I thought they did it pretty well in this one, where he was like, I do want to be Spider-Man, and I love being Spider-Man, but, like, I don't get to do anything that kids get to do, and, like, I just want to go on this trip with my girlfriend and my friend, and I just want to, like, have a couple days of normalcy. And, like, I really like that. My favorite storyline in superhero movies is when the whole city hates them, even though they've, like, clearly done so much good for the city. And then your second favorite thing, your second, is when they have to hide their identity even from like the person they're dating like the clo- it's so annoying it is and they they got rid of both of those in this so yes so i thought that this was pretty cool um i don't know if the mysterio character was for me oh it didn't yeah jake yeah. gyllenhaal is like not a very good actor and wasn't very good in this like as soon as like the reveal happens halfway through or whatever which he's Mysterio. Like you don't even have to know much about comic books to know that Mysterio equals bad guy. So like, you know that he's going to be bad. So like that reveal, you're just waiting for it to happen. Um, and then when it does, and then like he leaves that pub and it's supposed to be this big shocking moment that you kind of saw coming. And then he's just like instantly like kind of a dorky goofball. Yeah. Like an Elon Musk guy or something i'm like then i just i don't know then i just wasn't scared of him anymore and i just didn't like all the stakes were gone and plus they dealt so long with like believing the elementals were real and all his illusions that like half the movie if you did think that was real you're like this movie's kind of lame like who cares about these fucking things yeah well they they tried to bring in that like he he kind of teased the multiverse right where he's like i'm from you know and he called earth like the 21 you know 213 c or yeah whatever they it did was. which and, is funny because they hadn't introduced it yet yeah but it was also like not it didn't it didn't add anything to the movie it didn't add, it didn't make you think that this character was deeper or there was something else like you said jimbo like you eventually like kind of figured it out especially on second watch i mean obviously you knew it was coming but yeah. like the signs were all there and they weren't subtle. Yeah. You know, it is prior funny. to that. On second so, watch, I... there actually is some cool stuff. Like when they first get to Venice and they're walking around, if you look in the background, you can see the main three bad guys. You can see like, um, what I can't remember, Beckett, whatever. Like he's watching them. You can see him in the back. You can see like his two kind of lieutenant people all before you knew any threat was happening. So I thought that was kind of cool that they had that in there kind of in plain sight, but I definitely didn't notice yeah. it in the first watch. Yeah. No, I, I did think that was. And so... I don't know. I thought all the stuff with the friends and the bus and even the dumb teachers and all that stuff was pretty fun. Yeah. And like that worked. I don't think was... the like the plane scene, them flying there needed to be 12 minutes or whatever the yeah. fuck. Like they stretched some of that out a little bit. But yeah, no, I agree. I thought overall, though, this was pretty fun. It was by far the worst of the Spider-Man um, movies or any of the, the Marvel Tom movies Holland. with Tom Holland in them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think taking him to Europe was like fun but it wasn't like like a european vacation thing was just okay um the villain drives a lot of these superhero movies and i didn't really love this villain and i thought that kind yeah, of well it was a good movie. It, it felt like a lot of fluff to get to the end yeah. right with yeah. the mid credits and the end like that that it felt like a two hours of filler so that we can do this thing at the end and it was also a very odd choice to book in phase four after Endgame, that they're like, well, one more Spider-Man movie where, like Eric said, European vacation, let's mm-hmm. have some fun. But then they they eventually needed to get to the part where they turn on it, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I liked so, it. I, I, let's let's yeah. rank the the Spider-Man twos. We've seen three Spider-Man twos now. For me, it's Spider-Man, and then it's Far From Home, and then it's the Amazing Spider-Man two. Is, is Spider-Man two better than than Far From Home? No. Yes, it is. No. I agree with Eric. 
No, no. I think far far from home. You is think much far from home Spider-Man. is better than Spider Man Two? Oh, just yes. by a, a great distance. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. In Spider Man Two, if you remember, um, uh, what's uh, what's his friend? Uh, the, the Green Goblin, the new one, Harry. 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 Harry at about eighty-five miles an hour, his head on a piece of metal, and then falls about a hundred feet to his back. And then he's in the hospital. I was like, oh, thing. I was like, what? He's like smiling. What? Like, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was so much better than that. <laughs> um, but all the, all the twos were not, were not wonderful. They took a step back. And- they, no, the Spider-Man 2 is, is the best out of the three, probably. I would agree with that. But I right. think if I had my druthers, uh, if you had to rewatch another one again, which one would you rewatch? Yeah. This one? Maybe. This one? Well, sure. I don't know, man. This whole thing was like Spider-Man versus an army of Roombas. And I just was like kind of over it once it was like... The stuff that did work was maybe when the Roombas were working and Spider-Man yeah. couldn't tell what was real and what wasn't. And he's running through yes. a building blind. Yes. Some of that stuff great. was pretty cool. Um, was. didn't hate that uh well there were definitely some homages to toby Maguire's spider-man like yeah. when he was dodging all those like uh like throwing stars or whatever that were coming that's yeah. very reminiscent of like the green goblin yeah. you know with with his with Toby's I, uh, things yeah yeah you could definitely you could definitely see like there were they were going for some parallels there dude you guys know what the craziest thing is right so this movie ends and then it has a, a wild post-credit scene like you have to wait through a long credits to find out that Spider-Man's identity has been revealed to the world, okay? In the in yeah. the post credit scene. Talk about need to mm-hmm. stick in the theaters for for that one. Um dude, that's where the next movie picks up at. He yeah. gets he has this insane adventure in Europe, like has a horrible fucking time. He finally he gets home has maybe like a week of like pretty calm. It, they literally go, "Last week in London." Like, dude, he had like four days off before the events of Spider-Man three happened. This fucking poor dude. Like, doesn't it seem like when they start Spider-Man three, him and Zendaya have had like a calm. They've only been dating for like three days. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Oh, real quick before before we break, did you guys like the the noir uh, Spider-Man costume? No, it's boring. Was it? I thought yeah. it was the the monkey. Yeah, night monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, night monkey. Those jokes didn't. Even yeah, I was. I, I was, well, but I was, like, kind of disappointed. I thought, like, oh, it, it, it could go in a different direction. Like, maybe the comic books explored this. And then I realized, like, that was just kind of lame. And they had like, a lot of the, scenes Give me the regular that. suit. Yeah. You know, they had it. When he, well, they, in the first scene in Venice, too, when Spider-Man is just wearing street clothes and puts, like, a mask on to fight the elemental, the water one or whatever, they still haven't figured out how to make somebody in street clothes look realistic doing Spider-Man shit. They need him in the, the skin-tight suit for it to look real. Yeah. It's probably a lot easier from the flowing CGI clothes and all that shit. They can't yeah, get it to have to deal with like the physics of clothes. Yeah. You know, like they just have like a skin tight suit. Yeah. Like that's what he's wearing in the in the studio. <laughs> that's why it you looks know? so good. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, I, I enjoyed it. What what is, what's your guys's rating? I I liked by the way liked the the Mary Jane and Pete kiss specifically. I thought it was like I kind of believe this relationship. I like it. Mm-hmm. Like at the I end thought this they... was an eighty eighty. Okay, eighty. I gave it a seventy-nine. Very close. Yeah, I'm right about there. I'll 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 go seventy-nine and a half. No, I'm kidding. I'll go uh, eighty-one. I think that's that's a very appropriate score. There you go. So, all right, guys. Uh, that's all the time we have this week on the Nordies Podcast. Tune in later this week when we talk all sorts of sports. But otherwise, until then, thanks for hanging out with your good friends here at the Nordies Podcast. Mm-hmm.